listener exclusive. G'day, it's Lee Faulkner, and in this week's podcast, uh, I sit down with funny man Akmal, who has an incredible story to tell, arriving in this country with no English whatsoever. He's turned himself into one of Australia's funniest and most loved comedians. And we talk about those disastrous early gigs, his time on TV with a couple of shows that have really catapulted him into the popular eye and his upcoming performance at the Empire Theatre on the 14th of October for the Multicultural Comedy Festival and uh, always a lot of fun to talk to Akmal. Good morning. How are you? Oh, look, I'm well. This this is just a, a fantastic show coming to a beautiful venue here at the uh, at the Empire Theatre. And of course, you know, three decades you've been doing this, uh, and really, this does highlight the multicultural society that we find ourselves in in Australia. So much so yes. that you, I believe, when you first came to this country, didn't speak any English at all, and now here you are mastering it to the point where you can make us <laughs> laugh with the things that yes. you're saying. I mean, that's extraordinary. Yes, it is. It's, uh, it's an extraordinary... I've never seen anyone do that before. Because <laughs> 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 where I lived before, everyone spoke different words, yeah. different sentences. And I was like, what is... And then I came here. I thought, what is all this about? It's like everyone's got a different word for everything. That's right. And, and it's so those nuances it, yes. in the language that, that provide comedy. So, that you know, oh, that's yes. the hard bit to learn, learning the, the basics of English. I, you know, where's the train? Here's a bottle of milk. But, but learning yeah. the nuances that, that make us laugh, that think, is a yeah. whole other skill. Yes, well, that's a lot of trial and error, and a lot of error, a lot of a lot of terrible nights, uh, a lot of being chased out by audiences and had things thrown at you, and then you finally learn. That's the way you learn, you know. That's how they should teach kids. You say, if you don't learn this, we're going to chase you and maybe give you a beating. We're not sure. No. <laughs> like the old days, you know, the old days. Well, you, you mentioned those horrible gigs, and I believe, you know, I mean, here at the Empire Theatre, I can tell you, uh, it's a great day. Uh, you're going to have a great night. But I believe it wasn't the case a uh, number of years back at a Brisbane Broncos Christmas dinner. Oh, were you there? No, I wasn't. But, oh. uh, you know, I've, I've done my research. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and uh, what would you like me to tell you about that. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. well, well, you know, it's the thing is, these are corporate gigs, so they're different yes. to the, the theatre ones or, or, or the normal club ones that where people have come specifically to watch comedy and it's all set up and people can see you and hear you. These are just basic requirements for a comedian. Just <laughs> yes. I, need, I need to be seen and heard. And that's, that's all I want. I don't want anything fancy. And then I... I get to this place and they obviously had no idea how to set up a comedy show. So it was like, it was like a, a one gigantic row, just, just <laughs> gigantic row. Right. I said, just, and I'm, and I said, where's the stage? He goes, oh, there's no stage. So where do you want me to stand? I oh, will, can they put a table here? You can stand on the table, but this is a Brisbane Broncos. Couldn't you do any better than this? And, and, and I, so I had to stand in front of one table and there's like on one side of me, there's about maybe, 50 tables, and on the other side of me, there's 50 tables, and I'm just performing to one table, and they couldn't hear me because the little speaker, the little tiny speaker you got from the JB Hi-Fi, you know, these little toy ones. And, uh, and, and you know, the irony was, it was in a function room where where it was at the powerhouse, where there's like yes. five theatres. And it's that, that like weird five. room where it's sort of divided up, and there's columns down the middle and things. It's 
column. Yes. And, and then I finished my set and I got off and I said, I'm finished. And uh, the woman that booked me said, really? I didn't know you started. <laughs> we didn't know this. And, uh, and you, know, it's, you know, the worst part about those corporate gigs is when they, they make a big deal out of you being there. And they go, yes. oh, oh, mate, we're big fans. They're, oh, we want to hide you so people don't see you because you're a surprise. And the, boy, they were surprised. <laughs> they were surprised. They couldn't hardly see me. There's this little, uh, little brown man on the table just yelling a lot. Well, <laughs> you know, I promise you a beautiful stage, a proper lighting, proper sound at the Empire Theatre, uh, which I, is I just do, magnificent. I, <laughs> I do know the Empire Theatre. I've performed there many times. Yes, and of it's, course. It's a, it's a magnificent um, theatre, actually. Oh, it is. Yeah. No doubt about it. And a long way from the jungle, which is where a lot of people uh, would have uh, perhaps even been first introduced to you, your time oh. in, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And I, Am I right in saying that you'd turn them down a couple of times and if it wasn't for your accountant, you may never have done it man you have done a lot of research <laughs> and you're pulling out this is like a this is a this is not this is more less of an interview more of a therapy session <laughs> you know? yes let me tell you about it's my funny i had ross jungle. noble say the same thing a few months back so there you go isn't that funny i should start charging <laughs> yeah you should I, i'm on a, i'm lying on a couch right now <laughs> <laughs> well I expect to talk for exactly an hour, uh, and then you and then you can say our time is up. I'm afraid. Um, look, yes, this this that, that is true. I, I'm, I've made some very strange uh, decisions in my life overall. Uh, you know, there have been some stupid decisions, and so one of the they, they asked me a couple of times in a row, and I said, no, I can't do that because, you know, I have dignity, and I, I have integrity. And until I ran out of money and all those things just disappeared, integrity, <laughs> what integrity? I got a, basically my, this is true, my accountant, I'm very unlucky. My accountant forgot to put in my tax oh. for three years in a row. He just forgot. He's got issues. I won't go into detail about <laughs> what these issues are, but they're not, you know, he, he deals in illegal uh. stuff. Well, anyway, I won't talk about it. But, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, suddenly I was presented with the, uh, fines from the ATO. Like, I, I didn't even have enough money to pay the fines, let alone the actual tax. And so, uh, and then they offered me, uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here for the third time. And I thought, well, it's either do this show or go to prison. You know, in <laughs> retrospect, I should have gone to prison. <laughs> I should have gone. <laughs> that would have been better food, oh. less humiliation. But I did look. I, I did get to meet uh, one of my heroes who has sadly passed, Shane Warren. I yes, and talk days. about his constipation, which is quite unusual. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Constipation. Yeah, I mean, some things happen in your life. You that. look back and think, did that really happen? Yes. Because you know, I, you know, I didn't get starstruck very easily. Because I, you know, I've been around the industry. I've met a lot of people. I was on radio, like yourself. I met people. Yeah. But then Shane Warne was another level. Like you, I got there. I was like, oh, oh my God, it's Shane Warne. I, you know, it's it's someone you just he's in a different stratosphere, really, in terms of fame. <clears throat> but he had <laughs> constipation. It doesn't matter how great you are, you, you get constipation. And then he's talking to you and going, oh, Akbar, mate, I, I've done a shit in three days. I don't know what to do. <laughs> what a surreal moment in my life. There's the spin king, the Aussie legend, the oh, icon, God. looking at me going, mate, I'm, 
He's discussing with me his bowel movements. Who I would never have dreamed of that ever happening. But, uh, oh, that's you know. extraordinary. Anyway, and and yeah. that's not your only foray into TV because I, I believe it's the highest rating episode of all time, Selling Houses Australia, yeah. which is a favourite yeah. of my wife. So I've seen this episode where you thought you were going to be a hippie. You buy a cabin in the woods and then yeah. realise you don't want to be there anymore. And so you, you're trying to well, sell this place. I, now, I don't know if this actually made it to the episode or not. But am I right in saying you found out the hard way how some Australian wildlife could impact your very precious water supply? Well, look, we, we loved it there, except we loved everything about it, except, you know, the animals and the nature. Yes. Hated us. It didn't want us there. You know, we wanted to be there, but the nature went, no. If you stay here any longer, we're going to kill you. We're going to bite you in places you didn't know you had. Man, we had these leeches. I swear, these leeches that just would just cover your body and oh within seconds. Oh, God. And, um, and, and it had, we had bush rats that ate our furniture. They ate, yes. they ate my wife's books. And they must be very smart bush rats. Oh. And, uh, and, and so for the first, I think the, 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 you know, the first 10 days were hard, but then we had no water. The water just disappeared. There's no water. And you need water. <laughs> Humans need water. That's something people need to remember, right? And, uh, and so we, we had no idea. How, you know, we, we're both city people, man. We, we, we didn't belong there. And my wife kept saying, you've got to fix the water. How do we, I don't know how to fix the water. I'm a comedian. <laughs> I'm I'm barely a functional human being. So I'm gonna go and fix it water. And they had to go and ask the neighbour. Now the neighbour's like a half a kilometre yes. in in the bush. Yep. In the rainforest of a place called Hewenbrook. And I knocked on his door, looked like an idiot. I said, Hi mate, sorry to bother you. We um we just moved in that cabin down there and I just wanna we don't have any water. Can you do you know anything about that? And he goes, very casually, he goes, oh, yeah, mate, probably going to go and it's stuck in your pipes. I beg your pardon? What? He goes, yeah, you've got to go up the top of the hill to the pipes, unlock them, open them up, get, the, get probably a goanna or some sort of animal. It'll be dead now. But you just pull it out and then put the pipes back together and you'll get water straight away. I, said, I, actually, I looked at him and I said, oh, can you do it? He said, no, I can't. I'm busy. But all right. <laughs> I went back. My wife was waiting. She said, what did he say? I said, he said, we have to move. <laughs> like now. This is ridiculous. It was, it was just, we were just so out of our depth that, um, I mean, it's beautiful. If, if, we, if I was really wealthy, I'd yes. get someone to fix all that and cut yep, the grass. That's and, right. It's all right for Russell Crowe to move on to 10,000 acres, but it's a different story. It's a different story. <laughs> if you have to do it yourself, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that's a full-time job, which you may or may not survive. There are things that just want to kill you that are hiding there, oh. and we did nothing to these creatures, but somehow... <laughs> but other people live there. They've lived there their whole lives. They, they, they walk through the snakes. They just jump. Oh, over they just don't care. Oh, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. Hey, what a beautiful day it is. Pre- plenty of them in this part of the world, let me tell you. That's exactly right, Gar. Yeah, what's your problem? I uh, and I yeah. don't get it either. I'm a I'm a city slicker uh, as well, but uh, you will have no dramas at all, I promise you. Plumbing or anything else at the uh, at the Empire Theatre coming up on uh, You know, you should you should ring me once a week and we could discuss 
discuss these things. I'll, I'll pay you. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to, because I tell you what, that was as good a therapy for me as as, uh, as you. So I've enjoyed that mm. absolutely thoroughly. But unfortunately, Akmal, that mm. is our time. Uh, Friday the 14th of October is uh, when yeah. the Empire Theatre will be hosting. <laughs> Do you accept Medicare? Bulk yes, bill? I bulk bill. Absolutely, yeah, I do. Excellent. That's going to help a lot. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear, idea. Oh the Multicultural Comedy Gala. That is just a taste of what you can expect on the night. A very, very funny man in Akmal and an incredible cast joining him on stage there at the Empire Theatre. Make sure you get your tickets. EmpireTheatre.com.au or through the box office. Akmal, that was an absolute pleasure. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your time. Have a great day.